Welcome to Voices for the New Age with your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow. Each week, our show explores topics you've wanted to hear about with a focus on better health, wise leadership, and spiritual connections to help both your personal and professional life. Now, here is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Good afternoon. You're listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Juna Wotan, and with me here is my co-host, Dr. Steve Sokolow. Hi, Steve. Hi, Juna. Hi, everyone. Hi, Robert. Hi. And our guest today is Robert Toporek, who's one of the leading certified advanced rolfing practitioners in the world. He is also the author of Hands-On Parenting, a natural guide to happier, healthier, smarter, smarter kids and parents. Rolfing is a form of alternative medicine originally developed by Ida Rolf as structural integration. It's based on Rolf's ideas that the human body is not a collection of separate parts, but rather a complex network of seamless tissue that encompasses encompasses all of our joints, bones, muscles, and organs. And like sports massage, rolfing is very hands-on, but unlike most massage, it uses no oils, just skin and pressure against muscles and connective tissues. And a 10-session program leaves your body better balanced and aligned around a vertical field of gravity. It's an honor and privilege to welcome you, Robert Toporek. Thank you, Juno. It's been a long time since I've seen you, but... I'm happy that we're connecting. Wonderful. And um, even though Rolfing has been here for over four decades, many listeners may not know what it is. Can you tell us about the process? Well, I'm going to tell you that my version is built on the shoulders of the work that Dr. Rolf did. And I studied directly with her the last four years of her life. And one of the things that she said was that she uh, wrote a little letter or article or something, and she pointed to the fact that she believed that the future of Rolfing was dependent on us being able to demonstrate its value and importance for babies and children. So she picked me to do that project. That's one part of it. And then the second part is um, she did her final advanced class in my house, and she kept talking about evolution. And I kind of couldn't put my finger on what she was talking about until I rolfed the guy, the anthropologist, to discover the link between human beings and apes. And if you look at most charts of evolution, when human beings show up, the chart ends connotating that, that we're the end of evolution. But he pointed out that we're not the end of evolution, that in our bodies, he and I believe that there's this DNA called evolution and that whenever we rough somebody and they stand up straighter and they feel better, they say, well, that feels right. And the question is, why do people say that? So the way I explain my work is, and I've worked on extensive amount of babies and children uh, as young as one or two days old and as deep as four generations. And so the way I explain it is that rolfing is designed to free your body and your life from patterns of tension that you've either inherited, and we all inherit the same pattern, which is flexors overpower extensors. When we come out of the womb, we don't say, voila, I'm free. We said, oh my God, I gotta survive. 
and then life gets put on top of that pattern. And the older we get, the worse it becomes. So the, my work is designed to free a person's body and their lives from those patterns of tension that they've either inherited and or acquired through life's trials and tribulations. So if this is the pattern, when things happen uh, to uh, people... Like a pattern of hunching over pattern, or, contra- yeah, or contracting. Well, it's flexors of overpowered extensors. Mm-hmm. All human beings are self-protective. It's kind of hard to get in. Human beings don't want to be that exposed. So they're always a little bit protective. And that's, yeah. that's built into their bodies. Yeah. For example, if someone doesn't feel good about themselves, they'll maybe walk with their shoulders uh, shrugged forward as opposed to back exposing their heart and opening their chest. Is that what you're saying? It's worse than that. Oh. <laughs> We're on a planet of human beings that have never been robbed. And so we have to wait either for evolution to take hold which could be another thousand years, or we could accelerate it by rolfing the entire planet. So that's happened to everybody. Different people have different versions of the same thing. As best I can tell, everyone is born and lives in this pattern. And it doesn't, doesn't matter whether they feel bad about themselves, good about themselves, or accomplished, even accomplished people are still in this pattern. Robert, I have a question. Go ahead. Uh, I've had a deep tissue massage uh, from a number of people. And uh, so I have two questions. Uh, What does Rolfing uh, add or do with deep tissue massage to distinguish it? And my experience with deep tissue massage, quite frankly, is that it was painful, although uh, when it was over, I felt the release you're talking about, and I found it very beneficial. So would you speak to, to several of those issues, please? I will. So I was at Dr. Ralph's apartment one day working on her secretary, working on her shoulder. She said, no, don't work on her body, work in her body. And it's like in that moment, my all my molecules rearranged themselves, and I began to shift the way I work with the person. And then... When I started roughing newborn babies, I had to find a way of doing it so that it produced a result that people would pay me $1,000 for, and the babies didn't sit there and cry the whole time. So the mis- I think there's a misnomer called deep tissue massage. There's really no such thing as deep tissue. It's just our, our, we have bones, we have muscles, we have nerves, we have blood vessels, and we have a tissue called connective tissue, and that is interwined throughout the body, through every muscle, every muscle fiber, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, so there's no such thing really as deep tissue massage. That's something that came out of, it's sort of an offshoot of Rolfing. And the second point is, is that deep tissue massage and those sorts of things work on individual places and Rolfing works on the whole body and it has a purpose. And the purpose is to leave that person's body more balanced, more aligned, and more integrated. And the word integrated was key to what Dr. Was talk, Dr. Rolf talked about. And all of those other things, it's just spot work. They'll never leave you with a whole new posture in your body and your life. It feels good. I had a massage yesterday. It felt better. But it's not the same as if I could get a Rolf session. Does that answer that question? Thank you. That's helpful. Uh, it's, it's also different. 
I also feel that it's different in that rolfing is a series of 10 sessions, right? It's a process that it's you actually, go through it's actually, to make all those changes. It's actually not a series of 10 sessions. Oh. It's one session broken into 10 parts. Oh, okay. Right. And I had a conversation yeah. with somebody from the Rolf Institute last weekend, and hopefully before I'm dead, that we'll stop talking about is uh, 10 sessions, and we'll start talking about it as the initial series. So it's a one series broken into 10 parts. And then the second series is one series broken into four parts. And the third part is maintaining your, whatever you got out of the first 14 sessions. And so uh, can you give us an example of how uh, Rolfing has changed a person? I will. How about 5,000 of them? (laughs) Yeah, well, just one out of those. Can I I give you two? That'd be great. Can I give you two? Okay. Yeah. So one is a guy named Mark Howe, who's a Hall of Fame hockey player. And when he came to me initially, about 20-something years ago, he was going to quit playing hockey because his back had been operated on, and they were making no progress on help. He started having more pain. He came to me. He swears that he walked out of my office after the first session. By the way, the results of Walsh Rolfing are immediate and oftentimes long-lasting. And he said he walked out and he felt uh, 50, 50% more flexible than he did when he walked in. He played hockey three times, as, twice as much that year as he did before. He ended up playing hockey for another two or three years. He accredits Rolfing to doing that. And he's now, this is 20 years later, I talked to him the other day. He said, oh, I just got finished roller skating. <laughs> Mark, how old are you? Oh, I'm 60, Baba. Yeah, I have to keep roller skating. So that's one. And the other one that I'm, like most passionate about is a kid came to my office. I run a program, nonprofit program that distributes computers to people that can't afford to buy new ones. And every once in a while I offer the volunteers free rolfing sessions. So during the pandemic, a woman from Narstown brought me her 17 or 18 year old son, and he was really tall and he was in the autistic spectrum. He didn't make eye contact and he didn't talk to people. And a year and a half later, he had 14 roughing sessions. He stands up much straighter. He's much more aware of his posture. His mother says one of the best things that's happened is he now has a sense of humor and he actually tells jokes. He got his driver's license. He got himself a job working in a, uh, as a server in a um, retirement center around the corner. And he's now in Penn State going to college, wanting to become an accountant. So great. that was not the path he was on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure he's going to be extremely successful in whatever he takes on. That's wonderful. Uh, on a lighter note, um, uh, I did uh, a couple of, uh, I did two t- 10 sessions of, uh, and, and advanced rolfing uh, because I started a career in dance later in life when I was in my 20s. And uh, I was a belly dancer, and I always wanted to balance a sword on the top of my head as I danced. And after uh, rolfing sessions, I was able to spin around with a sword on my head and drop to the floor and twirl around. And so that's uh, maybe uh, not not as therapeutic, but it uh, was very, very uh, wonderful and helpful. That's great. And so... uh, how does what we feel and think affect our body or our, our range of movement even or our posture? 
before you get roughed or after? <laughs> before. So the what way, are the befores and the afters? So it takes no thought to, you know, most people when they wake up in the morning, don't say, you know what, I'm going to make, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have a lot of aches and pains in my body. I'm going to be really stiff and I'm going to slouch. It takes no, it takes no thought mm -hmm. and no effort to wake up that way, especially when it's a, been a persistent pattern. And after roughing, people begin to think about their posture. They begin to think about their relationships with themselves and other people. Their confidence increases dramatically. Their self-expression increases dramatically. And they're much more able to let go of emotional traumas that they've been holding on to that they haven't let go of. And oftentimes people don't discover those until they've been robbed and, and or done a lot of transformational work. And I'm one of those in that category. And it took me about 25 years to begin to talk about Vietnam. It took me another few years to figure out how to talk about it so that it would be a contribution, at least one incident, it would be a but contribution. Yeah. Because because you were a Vietnam war vet. Yeah, I was, I, yeah. Was, I, was, I was there for the first year. And the first African-American to be awarded the Medal of Honor in the Vietnam War was in my squad. And I was 18 years old. We had to put his body back together and put him on a poncho and carry him out of the jungle. So that all got buried inside because, you know, we there was no psychologist or a priest around that said, how do you feel? But there was no completion about it. And so we just carried it around. And then the second part of it is something happened on March 16th of 1966. And I have sworn for 50 years, I wrote about it, the way it happened. And then I met my best friend from Vietnam recently. And he said, it didn't happen that way. I said, what happened? And he told me how it happened. And then I began to get really present to something called survivor's guilt. And so I'm working on transforming my own survivor's guilt by writing a book about it and also giving other people permission to let go of whatever it is they're holding on to. And so had I not done all this work in rolfing and transformation, I would be clueless that that was even there. And I was clueless for most of my adult life that that was even there and that that was part of my operating system. How did you get involved in rolfing? Um, do you know who Jim Clyburn is? No. Say yes, remind me. Thank you. <laughs> He's the majority whip in the United States House of Representatives now. Okay. Back in the day, I ended up working in a program that he had in South Carolina for rural farm workers. While I was working there, I found out about a fellowship from the Ford Foundation. And this woman that I was working with, she was a college, at, she had a college degree. I didn't. We both applied. I got the fellowship. And uh, during that period of time, we got introduced to a guy named Will Schutz, who was working in a place called Eslin Institute, and he was walking around doing encounter groups. And I got in, we went to one of his sessions. I got enamored by it and decided I wanted to study with him. So whatever happened, I ended up going to Big Sur. And when I was there, Dr. Rolf was there, and I got addicted to her aura. I didn't talk to her. <laughs> she just walked past me a couple of times. And I'm telling you, it was like uh, something got burned into my brain. And uh, I decided uh, I was, I think, maybe 23 or something, 24 at the most. And I 
realized that I could do anything I wanted in life. And so I decided I want to study with a master and I decided to pick her. My initial attempts at doing that failed. And so a couple of years later, I tried again and uh, I ended up in a class with her son, Dick Demerley in New Jersey. And then I went to her first or last elementary class was in LA. And I went to that class and I failed. It was God working in mysterious ways. And um, Dick came out to California and made a deal with his mother that I could come back to uh, New Jersey, study with him for three months, live in his house, apprentice with him for three months. I think I made $105 a week. And then I could take his class and get recertified. And then I found out that she lived in Blackwood, New Jersey. And every time she was in town, he, she would ask him, Dick, can you do this? Dick, can you do that? And he was finding that annoying since he had three kids in his own life. So I told him I'd take all that off his plate. I picked her up from the airport one day and said, hey, remember me? And she said, mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to be your East Coast business manager. She said, is oh. that right? Do you oh, have five? You have five dollars for my bag. That was my test. Oh, well, that's great. Uh, well, we have to take a short break. Our guest today is Robert Taporic, advanced certified rolfer and author of Hands-On Parenting: A Guide to Happier, Healthier, Smarter Kids and Parents. We're going to take a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com/forward/slash/voiceamerica. What if you could feel better? about yourself. Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at juniverse.com or via email to Junawotan at me.com. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junawotan at me.com. 
Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. You're listening to Voices for the New Age. I'm Juna Wotan, and my co-host is Dr. Steve Sokolow. And our guest today is Robert Toporek, advanced certified rolfer and author of Hands-On Parenting, A Natural Guide to Happier, Healthier, Smarter Kids and Parents. So, uh, so you've done a lot of work with children, uh, Robert. And, and so... Uh, Tell us about that experience. Well, trying to think. Oh, some of the first kids that I worked on were Mm -hmm. Dr. Rolf's grandchildren. And that's because Dick had three kids and he had not walked them as babies. And he felt too emotionally connected to them. So he asked me to walk them. And he coached me in doing that. And um, when I was in Vietnam, the second year I was there, I ran a refugee village and we built schools, we fed an orphanage, we built a health center and stuff like that. And so I've always been enamored by the possibility of children, including myself as one. And uh, I don't know, one thing just led to another and people started letting me rough their babies and um, their children. And um, I started videotaping it. We started doing uh, kids with cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, spina bifida, autism and a bunch of other things. And I'm just, I'm, I'm passionate about, I, I videotaped it and um, there's a kid with spina bifida that was one day never going to walk. She now not only walks, she drives, she has a car. She recently got oh. married. There was a wow. profoundly Down syndrome kid. She was three years old. She ended up going to a four-year college in uh, Palm Beach. She went to college, she majored in dance and theater. And she sent me a bunch of things and she's an amazing dancer. She can carry, she can hold a room like nobody you've ever met. So that's that. And then I started roughing my son the day he was born. And that was both a blessing and disgust and, and, and um, not because he never got a chance to know what it would be like not to be roughed. So talking to him these days about roughing his baby is somewhat of an arduous task. And it's, there are 148 million other babies that are born this year that I haven't talked to those parents either, but don't count me out yet because I'm not out. So the experience is just, you know, baby, babies just love me. Everywhere I go, whenever I walk by a kid, for the most part, they make eye contact with me. And I know that they're saying, I want you. <laughs> so um, there's a woman that I, I rough her as soon as she got married. Her husband, when he was a baby, her first kid, when he was six days old, her second kid, when he was two days old, and she's having another baby in sometime in the next couple of days. And so I'm on standby because as soon as shortly after that baby's born, what I do with newborn babies is I go to people's houses and roll them there because it's just too much for them to come to me. And um, I don't know, I've rolled, I don't know, hundreds of babies and children and uh, you know I took it to the worst drug neighborhood in the world one time near called the Badlands in North Philadelphia I set my table up on the sidewalk somebody got on the table and that ended up being a three-year project and at one point virtually everyone in that neighborhood had been given a rolfing session or a massage Robert I wonder if you could say more about 
um, how rolfing, rolfing differs from massage, how long does a rolfing session take, and uh, do you, in fact, do deep tissue or connective tissue fascia work, and is it painful? My work is no longer painful. I don't know about other rolfers. I've heard that a lot of other rolfers are painful. That's because I haven't done a great job at teaching them what I know. So I have a special touch based on the over 5,000 people I've done, based on that conversation I had to, with Dr. Rolf, not working on somebody, but working in their body. And I'm not trying to fix anything. I'm working on bringing their bodies to a place it's never been. Does that make any sense? No, Say more. Okay. So that's why. Well, I think it works more with structural alignment. It does. And it, each session has a different purpose to it, and a massage doesn't. And a massage is not designed to, to generate structural integration. It's designed to feel make you feel better, increase the circulation. Not that it's bad. It's just not even close to the results that a roughing session will produce. And um, as I said before, there's no such thing as deep tissue. <laughs> there's only fascia and there are different layers of it and if you understand how to unwind uh, see what happened what I found is if I can get my hands on a baby within the first two or three months I can take the pattern that's going to be it's going to follow them throughout their life and take it out of their bodies before it ever sets in if you wait till a baby six months old or a year old that pattern has already started to reinforce itself. And by the time you get to an adult, mostly in the first series, you're going to undo the reinforcement of the pattern uh, and so and free that person's body from how they reinforced whatever happened to them. Massage doesn't even come close to working in that realm. I like massage. It's nothing I don't think it's it. It's just not, we're not in the same field of, of practice. That make any sense? Yes. Thank you. So, so uh, you're talking about the original pattern. You're talking about what you were saying before about um, this uh, evolutionary pattern that we all hold in our DNA about uh, being defensive or closed off. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? That's or, what I'm talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or, or are you talking about the things that we inherit from our family karma, our genetics? That's that's mm-hmm. there as well. So we inherit mm-hmm. two patterns, the general pattern of humanity and then the specific pattern of our families. Right. Well, and I would say, and also the patterns of your past lives, because you hold them in your in your cellular memory or your auric field as well. But that's my point that, of view. That's your bailiwick. And I don't have any qualms with it. And um, but what can I tell you? I don't work on past lives. I work on I work on this life and let other people work on their past lives. And uh, your book, Hands On Parenting, uh, teaches parents how to massage their babies. What are the benefits of just uh, parents' uh, mis- just simple massage? One is it gets you to know your kid. It, I was going to have it be called the uh, see. <clears throat> Have you ever noticed that men are not all that sensitive? <laughs> well, I have. <laughs> and and fathers, uh, the, uh, kids are born into what's called the girl network, and women talk to each other about their babies and children. 
guys talk to each other about the Eagles or the Phillies or the sports team. And so I wanted to name it the first, the new book of massage for fathers, but they said it was too limited. So anyway, um, so one is it increases your bond. It increases your connection to your kid. It increases your ability to communicate and for them to communicate with you. It's fun and it takes tension out of your life and your body because having a kid is an amazing amount of tension all the time. And every once in a while, if you can take that tension out of the equation, then something else is possible. Now, I'm not a genius. I'm not really well versed. I don't have any degrees in anything, but I've noticed that when you rough or even just massage a baby, that it can make a significant difference in their neurological development. And um, then we have software that will enhance that. There's a place in Chestnut Hill called How to Give Your Baby Encyclopedic Knowledge. And they have a whole curriculum of things that you can do with a baby that will teach them reading, teach them math, teach them bits of information. I did that with my son. By the time he was one, he could count to 100 in English and Spanish, he could read a thousand words. I have it videotaped. By the time he was two and a half, he was proficient at turning a computer on, playing Reader Rabbit, Math Rabbit, and typing on a keyboard the answers to those questions. So in case no one noticed, we're living in the 21st century and 21st century problems are gonna be far greater than, those, than the problems we dealt with in any other century. And we need as many kids as possible that are given the edge. And you can give that edge to any baby, any age, anywhere. And I'm particularly focused on making that happen with low-income babies and children and babies and children with developmental problems. Um, a guy just came into my office today to meet me from a, a, an organization and I looked at his posture and I said, mm, I would sign you up right away, young man. And he has two kids and he had no clue about, I showed him some of the software and none of it is he using with his kid. So um, part of the whole idea of that book is to have an impact on the growth and development of babies and children around the world. And Rolfing's a little bit deeper conversation, and, but massage is anybody can do a massage as long as you learn and understand the power and importance of touch. Wonderful. Um, and you're not only a war veteran, but you've been involved in humanitarian projects such as Team Children. Can you tell us about that project? Well, Team Children began as that project with Dr. Rolf to document and demonstrate the benefits of Rolfing babies and children. And pretty much that's all I did for about five or 10 years with that. And then I took that idea to one of the, Dr. Rolf also wrote a thing. She said she wanted to see how Rolfing could impact the behavior of a group. So I think that's fascinating because if you take two people, you've doubled the tension. <laughs> take three people together, you've tripled the tension. Take four people together, you've quadrupled the tension, you've quadrupled the inflexibility, You've quadrupled the self-defensiveness, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I wanted, I, my goal in life is to get my hands on newborn babies that are um, been born to women with drug addiction or alcohol addiction or some other issue 
or they have some other developmental challenge. And so far, uh, that's not quite happening. So I went to one of the worst drug neighborhoods in the world, a place called the Badlands of North Philadelphia. And I set up my rolfing table on the sidewalk. And lo and behold, my friend, I never knew this guy, Hector Cologne. He still lives there. He put his daughter on the table. I worked on her for 15 to 20 minutes. She got up. He said, how, you know, in Spanish, how do you feel? She said, muy bien. Another kid got up, another kid got up. And then we did that project for about three years. And there's distinctions for rolfing for each session that I apply to projects that I'm working on. Like, where am I not fully expressing myself? Well, I wasn't fully expressing myself at night in Indiana because nobody there had ever heard of me or rolfing or anything. And it ended up being a three-year project. We cleaned up the neighborhood. We started distributing books. We started distributing art supplies. We had other volunteers. At one time, we had 10 tables lined up on the sidewalk. We literally had people standing in line in the hot sun waiting for a massage. That's just, I think, was pretty awesome. And we videotaped a lot of that. Sometime soon, I'm going to put that together. So that was that. And I still go there from time to time. That's my target neighborhood to ask myself the question, am I all, am I all um, noise or is there any place where the rubber's meeting the road? There's one kid that lives in that one neighborhood at that very spot who got a computer from us. He was too young. The place was too dangerous. So he used to stay in the house a lot and play on the computer with the software. He graduated Millersville University. He's the first person in that family of six to ever complete high school, complete high school and go to college. So, and the neighborhood no longer looks anything like it used to. That's wonderful. And have you uh, got got any feedback from parents who have uh, read your book about um, giving massage to children? I have, not as much as I want. Um, I kind of took a break from promoting it for a while and then because the pandemic came and then uh, Team Children the, began to expand as we, we started giving computers to every family at Nathan, Indiana. Then I came up with another brilliant idea that we we're going to expand it beyond Nathan, Indiana. And we've now then we we're going to distribute 2000 computers Then I was going to go back to my real life. And my real life has become part of continuing to do computers and we distributed 21,000 computers. And um, it's great. And they helped raise your show. Oh, and um, how can people get involved with uh, some of your projects? Robert at rolfingtoporic.com, R-O-L-F-I-N-G-T as in Tom, O-P as in purple, O-R-E-K.com, or team, like a baseball team, children, all one word at teamchildren.com. Wonderful. And uh, we're almost out of time, but is there anything else you'd like to say? There's a woman who's a news reporter from one of the TV stations. She came and did a story about me. And uh, about a couple of years later, she decided to get off. She had all 10 sessions. Then she adopted a baby or took a baby in for foster care. And I haven't talked to her in like five or six months or so. And she just contacted me and said, do you think roughing, I tried to rough her baby, but she wasn't ready for it at the time. And she wanted to wait until the adoption was final and 
it was final in July. And she said, do you think it'll help him? And then can you help me teach him how to do math and stuff like that? So that's just awesome opportunity in life to connect with people, make a difference with people. And as far as I'm concerned, my job is to pass the baton to the next generation. So I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate both of you having this conversation with me. Oh, well, thank you so much. Our guest today has been Robert Toporek, Advanced Certified Rolfer and author of Hands-On Parenting, A Natural Guide to Happier, Healthier, Smarter Kids and Parents. And you can contact him at his website at www.rolfing, R-O-L-F-I-N-G, Toporek, T-O-P-O-R-E-K.com. Thank you. Thank you, ladies Yeah, thank you. We're going to take a short break. And when we return, Dr. Steve Sokolow will present one of 35 values-based core principles of wise and empowering leadership. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at juniverse.com or via email to junawotan at me.com. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junawotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome back to Voices for the New Age. I'm Juna Wotan, and with me here is my co-host, Dr. Steve Sokolow, who has co-authored three books, is a Vistage speaker, and is available for lectures, media appearances, workshops, and coaching sessions. And he's here talking, uh, giving us tips about empowered leadership. Hi, Steve. Hi, Juna. 
What? So tell me, why should wise leaders focus on the positive? Well, positive focus is, as you said, one of the principles of wise leadership. Um, there's a principle that uh, you well know in terms of your uh, Reiki t- uh, teaching, and that is where attention goes, uh, energy flows. And so uh, being positive is a way of focusing your attention. And you can focus your attention uh, in terms of your thoughts. What are you thinking about? You can focus your attention in terms of uh, your feelings. And you can focus your attention in terms of your actions. So as you use those different modalities, basically, of mind, body, and spirit, when you place your attention on the positive, the positive expands. And um, from a leadership perspective, uh, both in terms of people's interpersonal relationships and the way they do what they do, uh, having those aspects of their being expanded is a very good thing. (laughs) And is being positive contagious? Uh, Well, I talked about um, one aspect of being positive is uh, has to do with your feelings and your emotions. And what we know is that almost all emotions are contagious. You're with people who are happy and smiling. Next thing you know, you're feeling happy and smiling. People are, you know, Debbie Downers, and no offense to Debbies, but you know, all of a sudden you're feeling a little bit down. So when you are uh, emitting emoting, embodying um, positiveness, it spreads. Uh, The ripples go out. And the next thing you know, the people around you are manifesting that same, that same view, that same attitude, and that same um, mental state. So it's absolutely contagious. Wonderful. And is being positive reassuring to others? Um, There's just no question about it. You know, one way or another, uh, some of us are um, in leadership positions, but we all focus as leaders in various ways, whether it's as a parent um, and or even in friendships. And when you're positive, it helps those around you to be positive. When you act in a positive way, um, especially in the midst of uh, fear or difficulties, people find it very reassuring when they, they're reading your affect. Now, they're not only listening to your words and watching your actions, but when you Um, are, in effect, embodying a positive outlook, it gives them a lot of confidence that things are going to go well, that things are going to be okay, because they're looking at you for a clue as to what's going to happen. And 
you're the leader and they see how you're reacting. If you're reacting positively, it absolutely is reassuring to those people that you're working with. Yeah, it's it generates more po- positive energy. I, I think of it like, uh, say you're at a cafe and someone's sitting there playing guitar and singing. And if the audience is engaged and is with it, there's a synergy that builds and builds. But if, you know, the person's, you know, being positive, but yet you're um, kind of just chit-chatting or something, it's it's a different energy. Um I, I, I do some uh, exercises in my Reiki classes with dousing rods, and we have a person just standing there just being normal, and mm-hmm. we measure their auric field or the electromagnetic energy that surrounds the body, and it's maybe six feet. And then I, I say, come on, think of a time you were really happy and excited and really turned on with life, and I have to go back maybe 20 feet and uh, to measure their aura. So it really has an effect energetically, uh, you know, that we don't really see, you know, uh, or realize. Absolutely. Is that what you're trying to say? Absolutely. You know, the more positive we really are now, um, you can't fake it. I mean, some people try, but it doesn't really work. But when you really are positive, if it's who you are and the way you're seeing things, then your, your energy field expands and other people's energy field then commingles with your energy field, and you get the synergistic effect of the combined energy fields, and it's like uh, it just ripples out uh, and multiplies. And uh, yeah. And uh, so, does po- being positive yield de- demonstrable results other uh, than what I just said? The answer is absolutely. Uh, now, people have been writing about being positive for a long, long time. In fact, there's a whole school of philosophy about uh, positivism. But in recent years, uh, Professor uh, Martin Seligman at the University of Pennsylvania developed a whole division dealing with being positive and uh, set up research And there are research projects that are literally conducted now all over the world. Once a year, he has people come to a national conference. And when I was there, there were 10,000 people there, all reporting scientifically the effects of being positive in their organizations, not just stories, but measurable results positive results in terms of outcome, productivity, profitability, mental health. Uh, the papers that come are coming out of his work at Penn are quite extraordinary. And people who say, well, prove it to me. Uh, just look up Martin Seligman, University of Pennsylvania, and you'll have all the research validation you need for the importance of being positive uh, as a leader. That's great. Thank you. That was Dr. Steve Sokolow, author and the executive director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. You can contact him at www.cfel.org. Thank you, Juna. And what's in the stars for us this week? Well, I thought we'd talk about Jupiter because Jupiter is the planet of gifts and luck, and it brings opportunities for expansion and growth. And coming up, 
uh, and for the past year, uh, Jupiter has mostly been in the sign of Aquarius. But on December 18th, which is not so far away, um, it will move into Pisces and will stay there until May 10th, 2022. And then it has a brief stay in Aries to October 28th. And then it will dip back into Pisces to December 20th. And so here's the forecast on how it will impact each sign in the year ahead. So, excuse me. So for Pisces, this magical transit happens just once every 12 years and marks a time of greater confidence and optimism. Jupiter wants you to expand. So focus on an area where you seek growth. You are greeting life with a fresh, positive attitude and can forge a new path. The past, <coughs> excuse me, isn't so important for you'll have an eye on the future. This is an excellent time for self-improvement. Dealing with the public, our dealings with the public are favored, and you may take on a leadership role. Focus on furthering your ambitions. You'll likely receive opportunities to learn, travel, teach, publish, have adventures, love, and expand your circle of friends. If you're looking for love, you will find romance. Aquarius, Jupiter in your second house of value systems, personal finance, and possessions will be showering you with abundance. You'll receive opportunities to increase your income and lay the foundation for a solid financial future. And this transit should bring a profitable and productive year. Capricorn, educational and communication opportunities will come your way as Jupiter visits your third house. You may learn a new skill, go back to school for a degree, or take many classes or webinars that will enrich your life. Teaching or authoring will bring you success, and you may start a blog, write articles, a screenplay, produce a video, or a book. Sagittarius, with Jupiter transiting your domestic sector, you'll likely see benefits to home, family, or property. You'll want to focus on building long-term security, and opportunities to purchase or sell real estate or financial gain may come your way. This is a favorable time to make home improvements or renovations. It's also a superb time to move or buy or sell a house. Long-standing family problems may be healed, and your relationship with your parents will go well, and you may receive financial assistance from them. Scorpio, Jupiter visiting your fifth house will bring you opportunities for fun and romance. This will mark a favorable year for artistic pursuits, for your creativity will blossom. If you're dating, this will be an excellent time to find your true love. And this will be a good period to socialize, even though it may be online, for you'll meet interesting people and make new friends. Libra, during this cycle, you'll see benefits in the area of work and health. And if you're looking for employment, you'll likely get a good job. If you're employed, relationships with coworkers will go well, and you may see some improvements in your job environment. You may learn a new skill that will enhance your job performance. And if you run a business, you'll be able to hire excellent employees. Virgo, this transit will bring new partnerships into your life, and you'll learn a lot about yourself through your one-on-one encounters with others. You may get married or form a business partnership. And if you're already partnered, you'll experience deeper love. If you're in business, you may hire someone who will support your success, such as an agent, public relations manager, technical support, or web designer, something like that. Leo, 
Transformational forces will bring you an opportunity to heal emotional baggage from the past, making it a favorable year for therapy, a psychic or astrology reading, or a past life regression. An insurance settlement, tax rebate, or inheritance could come your way, and this is an excellent time to work on financial planning and strategy. Cancer. Jupiter in your ninth house will rev up your sense of adventure. Once the pandemic is uh, controlled, you'll likely be traveling to faraway places that will bring you a fresh outlook. And you may be going back to school to get a degree or learn a fascinating subject. Seminars that offer personal growth will call out to you to support you to take a quantum leap to the next level. You may decide to write a book, produce videos, or start a podcast. Gemini, your career will get a boost with this transit, and this can be a time of increased public recognition, profitable productivity, and professional success. You may receive an opportunity to travel for business or learn a cutting-edge technology that will make you a leader in your field. And Taurus, during this year, you'll be more sociable, hopeful, connected, and concerned with boosting your happiness. It's a favorable time for finding more fulfilling activities, making rewarding friendships or connections, and discovering your need for community. And during this cycle, you'll likely join groups of kindred spirits and come up with unique ideas and brand inspiring new projects or even an internet business. And Aries, Jupiter will work for you behind the scenes in your 12th house of spirituality, like a guardian angel guiding and protecting you. You may be drawn to learn meditation or practice yoga, an opportunity to stay at a spiritual retreat in a beautiful place in nature may come your way where you can escape the hustle and bustle and elevate your consciousness to higher levels of bliss. You may get the urge to study tarot cards, keep a dream diary, or become a Reiki master. And so that's it for uh, 2022 and Jupiter's lucky influence. And so Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. And I'd like to also thank Steve, our co-host. And so Steve and I will be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Voices for the New Age. Please join your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow, next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can't wait to share more about your better self next week.